Songhezo Mapepe on SAFM. Welcome to Mr. Raja Naidu, Director of EduPower Skills Academy, who believes the solution to unlocking future career aspirations for the youth and for the many unemployed South Africans, really, is through learnerships. Getting work experience then through learnerships, a perspective. Mr. Naidu, good evening. Your thoughts, please. Uh, good evening, Songhezo, and thanks for having me on board. Mm. Yeah. Learnerships. Look, yes. Um, Learnerships, you know, was created about 20 years ago as an instrument um, to actually promote employment and employability in um, South Africa. And it has had great success over the the last 20 years. You know, um, I think with Learnerships, you know, many young people need some sort of a bridging mechanism to get from being unemployed into the workforce. And Learnerships are actually a great bridging mechanism to make them employable, because many employers are reluctant to take on, for instance, first-time work seekers. Even graduates coming out of university um, find it difficult sometimes to get because many employers find it difficult or or reluctant to want to employ them because they lack experience, they don't have traceable work references, etc. And many employers feel that, you know, a new person entering the workforce is not work-ready and therefore, they're not going to add the value. They're going to cost the company more than the value they're going to create within the company. So learnerships, for instance, actually is a great tool. It's a, most, most often, a learnership will run for about 12 months. It's a win-win for the company and for the learner. The learner gets to earn a stipend. The learner gets mm-hmm. to get to a formal qualification on the national qualification framework. The learner gets to get work experience. And from the employer's side, what happens is that the employer gets a 12-month window to, through which they can view the learner and see whether this learner is going to be a fit for their culture and for their organization post the learnership. So it's actually a win-win for both parties. Let's talk about that win-win then, because essentially from what you are saying, not only does one walk away with qualifications and at a minimum covering one's cost open, close quote, covering one's cost, depending on one's socioeconomic circumstance. I I do understand this learnership to be a year-long, glorified stroke, targeted interview. Would that be a fair assessment of it? In in a sense, yes. Yes, but it's a lot more than that. From a company's perspective, you could say that. But during that year, from a learner's perspective, you know, they're earning an income. They're earning minimum wage or better. I mean, some of the sponsors that have worked with us have paid the learners up to 8,000 rand a month, which is a great uh, sort of wage for, for people that have not, never had work experience before. And mm-hmm. it is, as you say, a great recruitment strategy for the employer to actually have a 12-month view of a learner, you know, provided the learner puts their best foot forward over those 12 months and tries to uh-huh. impress the employer, you know, as to why they must, must be uh, employed. But also, even if that specific sponsoring employer doesn't employ the learner, a previously unemployed learner is three times more employable after their 12-month journey. So even yes. the marketplace is now beginning to look at that learner in, in a much much more broader sense than they would have had 12 months before that. Simply because now on the CV they can show mm. work history, they can show a qualification, and they can even show a reference, you know, depending on how they but conduct surely- themselves during the 12 months. And that makes them a lot more valuable to the marketplace. 
Excellent. I want you to focus now, please, because in the light of what you have said, well, government has introduced a program and it's a project for the most part of my understanding anyway, a constitutional democracy South African project. That's the CETAs, your sector education and training authorities. Whilst on that, we've had a couple of conversations in this regard. We've got a massive response. So those persons who have relationships with your CETAs stroke other forms of learnerships. Please give us your perspectives. We are speaking to Mr. Rajan Naidu, who is the director of EduPower Skills Academy, and we are talking about making sure that despite it all and probably because of it all, we find new ways of getting ourselves skilled and employable so that when change comes, which is constant and certainly will happen, change, we are in a better position than currently what the circumstance might otherwise dictate. CETAs, are they working well? Is government maximizing them? Better yet, is the private sector maximizing the benefits from the establishment of the CETAs in the many different industries and sectors of the economy? Look, some CETAs work better than others. I mean, you know, there's about 21 of them, so it's, it's hard to talk of all of them in a single stroke. Um, mm. Some work better than others. Some are larger than others. It depends on the sectors in which they operate as well. Um, you know, some, sometimes the learnerships operate better in certain sectors than they do in other sectors. Right? But overall, the CETAs have been successful over the 20 years. Uh, in terms of what they do. Uh, I know in many theaters have had administrative issues and have had delays caused by, and, and, and uh, governance issues, etc. over the, the last 20 years. I know some of the theaters were put under administration. So they've had their challenges, and I don't think we can uh, you know, look away and say that that hasn't happened. But I think overall over the 20 years it has happened. And I think more recently with the advent of BE and with... Um, Skills development and learnerships featuring so prominently within BE, it's actually created another dimension for which CETAs uh, have to deliver on. Uh, because a lot of employers are conducting learnerships over the last three to four years because of BE compliance. You know, because mm -hmm. uh, skills development is a major part of BE, as an example. So, yeah, look, the CETAs are doing what they need to be doing. They, 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 can they do a better job? Certainly they can do a better job. I think they definitely need to build greater capacity in terms of their administration. Uh, there are sometimes, unfortunately, long delays when you're applying mm -hmm. for accreditation uh, and for other things. But in general, the CETAs system is working, you know, as we're also moving slowly towards the QCTO system now as well. Um, you know, so it is, it is working, but yes, there's certainly room for improvement. Penultimate question. Um, let's talk about the relationship of the individual's skills and how South Africa, especially with the numbers in relation to unemployment we have, versus the requirement of certain skills because of a growing population. This does make for a strong case of your FETs, your further education and training institutions, which are not quite your universities. But for instance, when you look at your schools, there were times where technical schools were the preferred route because not all of us are destined to go to what was then a technicon or a university, but certainly we could acquire skills nonetheless, which could be used to contribute and contribute meaningfully into the economy almost immediately after matric. A case for FETs as well? Definitely. Uh, definitely. I think, you know, uh, I think it's a cultural thing in South Africa. Uh, universities and, uh, have enjoyed pride of place in, in, in terms of being a, rep a reputation. People want their children and to have degrees from university as opposed to 
certificates from FET colleges. And that, for me, is a cultural thing. We have to have a mm. mindset change in the country to get to convince the population in general that FET certification and skills from FET colleges can be as valuable as a, a University of Technology or a university uh, certificate. As we know, many university graduates um, that come out with certain types of degrees are also not finding employment within the economy, whereas I believe people coming out from FET colleges will be eminently more employable within the economy than some university graduates. So certainly there is a case for FET uh, colleges. Final question. Why do South African employees not, generally speaking, back talent, perhaps as other jurisdictions might? For instance, you lamented it first up that you are looked at very differently post a learnership versus having no learnership. Why can't somebody simply be backed and given the necessary support? Yeah, look, I think, I think learnerships, it, 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 it provides a very different sort of approach to skills development, right? Because you could have people, for instance, that are employed and both unemployed. And also with learnerships, uh, the cost of running a learnership, for instance, is much lower because of the SARS incentives to employers. It's almost at no cost to the employees to be able to run a learnership. So many employers get to, to satisfy their agenda. Learners get to satisfy their needs. And SARS gives them a way out uh, in terms of support, right? As well as if you look at ETI in terms of stipends and also there's a lot of legislative support that comes through from SARS with regards to learnerships, et cetera. And now if you're also looking at the BEE scorecard, it's added a lot more dimension in terms of skills development support for both higher education as well as learnership. Higher education is something that's more recent, but learnership has been there for the last, I think, four or five years. You know, uh, creating that support mechanism for, for training. Let's leave it there, sir. Thank you very much for your time, Mr. Rajan Naidu, Director of EduPower Skills Development. We're talking to young people in terms of accessing the job market, and we continue that conversation immediately after the short sting with Mr. Jared Ryzen, founder of Trusted Interns and Country Manager of the Knowledge Trust. Mr. Naidu, so far, thank you indeed.